Welcome to the Debo Unfiltered Podcast. We are your hosts, our Mary, Dr. Nafi, and Anafai Badnar. We are here to engage, educate, and hopefully empower you. Today's episode is going to be about being 40 and fabulous. So the three of us were all now in our 40s because I just joined the club on September 4th, right? So I'm the youngest of the three and I'm 40 now. And then we have um, our Mary, you're now 41. 42, Granny. Get it right. I'm right there with I'm all married too but I'm gonna be 42 okay so, um, yeah yeah so Dr. Nafi is about to be 42 so we're all in the 40 and fabulous club so we thought it fitting to have our uh episode this time around be about being 40 and all the fabulous things that come with that now we apologize we know it's been a couple weeks that we haven't put out an episode but if you know anything about virgos we do not play about our birthdays so knowing that two of us out of the three are virgos that means we had trips planned we had parties we had events so that's why we're coming back a little bit late but we're here and we're going to make it worthwhile So when we think about turning 40, for some women, it can be scary. For some women, it's very exciting. So while our 20s are a period of exploring and taking chances, then our 30s are more a period of growth. By 40, we're supposed to have things all figured out. If we don't, it could provoke some kind of anxiety. A lot of women will tell you that. Or feelings of unworthiness or being like, man, I really thought I would be much further along in my career, in my personal life. Um, Whether it's, I thought I'd be married by now or I thought I'd have kids by now. Mm -hmm. Um, It does provoke those, those feelings of just anxious, being anxious about what's to come next. Now, especially in our society today where the media tells us that when you're 40, you're no longer desirable or attractive, especially for ladies who are in, you know, the entertainment industry, you just feel like, okay, now you're over the hill. Mm -hmm. That's not always the case though, because one of the most enduring things for women and aging is that turning 40 is a big deal. And I'm Mm -hmm. glad that our generation, we've taken... 40 and own it for ourselves and just been like, it's a big deal. We're going to celebrate it because it's a huge milestone. And it's not because you're getting older, um, but it's a big deal because you've successfully made it this far. So give yourself a round of applause, pat yourself on the back. You have had a lot Mm -hmm. of life experiences that are worth celebrating. And also you're in a phase in your life where I feel like you've just hit the sweet spot. So ladies, I'm going to start by asking, what is the, if you can give me at least like maybe your top three, you feel like the best thing about being in your forties. Oh, Mary, I'll start with you. All right. So first of all, I think that people think that turning 40 is like the worst thing that could happen. I mean, I remember in my 20s were like, you know, people turning 30 were like, oh my God, they're so old. And then 40s were like, oh, they're about to die, right? (laughs) And and then you you turn 30, you're like, oh, wow. And then obviously now I'm 40, I'm 42 to be exact. And I mean, I can still get down, I can still get low. 
I can dance, you know. All right. I can, I, you know, there's nothing like my 16 year old, well, I mean, few things here, there, but, you know, that I couldn't do, right? They worry, mm-hmm. you know, we worry about getting old, but that is really the opposite for me. Um, I would say, one, it's my confidence. I think 40 mm-hmm. comes with this confidence, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we we're talking earlier about, you know, how people just try to put you down, body shame you and all that. It's just my confidence level has really skyrocketed off the roof. And I just know who I am, my mm-hmm. worth. And so like, you can't just bring me down. Like, there's nothing you can actually do to bring me down because I already know who I am. At 40, you secure that, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like you secure, you know that. Second, number two, and I think I'm still like getting a hang of it. I don't give a flip what other people think. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I think that came with 40. Like in my 30s, I was still like a little bit like, well, you know, this person or, you know, this organization or this, like, I don't care what people think, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, then the last will be probably my like experience in life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would be the number three. Nafi, your turn. Let me just say that I think um, historically, right? So when you're 40, because I remember being a kid and if when you're 40, like it seems like culturally you're like aged, you're already like geriatric, right? Like ready to go in the nursing home. So <laughs> what, well, th- those are different, we have different mindsets right now, I think, than, than, than the previous generations did. And back in the day when you're, you know, 40 was considered old, it's because people were living shorter, like they have shorter life expectancies, right? 50 and you're dead. So clearly, if you were 40, you were 10 years away from death, right? So now people are li- living longer, like 80s and 90s. So being 40 in our generation you barely have your, 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 you've lived half your life, right? Not like 10 years away from, you know, old age. And I think that there's a different mindset of what 40 means right now. I mean, it's now more like 40s is 20s. I'm sorry. If you're 40s, you're feeling more like you're 20s still. You're not, <laughs> you know, you're not feeling like old and decrepit and arthritic. You know what I mean? Like with arthritis and stuff that like you, you that's not what 40 is, at least in my mind. That's not what it feels like. And so I would say that, uh, you know, once you're 40, I, I feel like, well, my 30s, you know, like you kind of like just it zaps by, you know, in, in a blink of an eye, you were 20. And now, oh, my gosh, your 30s are just like a blur. Um, but 40 for me, just like I was said, I would have to echo her in saying that um, more confident, you know, like uh, in, in that in who you are, you know, as a person, as a woman, you know, and, um, and and there is a study that actually shows that, you know, when you're 40 and older, you know, women tend to be more confident and know what they like. So I would say that confidence, you know, is definitely one of those, those things and less self-criticism for me, you know, Mm -hmm. like, I feel like I was just like, if once, when you're a little bit younger, you tend to, um, you know, live life slightly, um, you know, like for other people, maybe it's your extended family or whatever, you know, you're wanting to impress people and, you know, do what is expected of you. When you're 40, who gives a shit? 
you know so i'm not i'm not trying to live life for you this is what works for me so you pretty much i feel like i i i live for myself which i have been doing thankfully for me i've been doing that even in my 30s I've been living for myself and not worrying too much about what other people say. But, you know, I would say like um, confidence that for sure in your in your 40s and less self-criticism also. And, um, you know, um, another thing is that, hey, you know, I mean, if you're in your 40s, you know, your libido is a little bit higher. Things are getting better. So, you know, can't complain in that department as well. So I would definitely say that. 40 definitely is not what it seemed to be in the past, like what people made it seem, uh, you know, seem to be. For me, I I don't see a lot of changes, uh, you know, in my late 30, 30s going into my 40s. I, I haven't seen a lot of changes where it's not like you step into 40 and the next morning everything changes, right? It's just a, a mindset, a transition that you're going through where you no longer care so much about the little stuff and the petty stuff and just the ridiculousness of what life really we make it out to be when we're much younger, you know? So that's what I would say that you're just, you just become more into your own when you're in your forties and uh, like you're, you're growing more mature, you know, uh, into yourself and um, you know, and, and, and you, you stop living life out of ego for others, I would say. Mm-hmm. Sure. Anna? Well, you know what? I am so glad I'm coming in right after you because <laughs> speaking of just coming into yourself, I have to say that I learned about this term that just for me kind of gave me the label I needed for walking into my 40s. Mm-hmm. And the term is JOMO. JOMO <laughs> means the joy of missing out. So mm. it's the opposite of FOMO. Because yeah. I feel like when you're young, you're all about FOMO. Like you don't want to miss out mm-hmm. on the event, on the club, yeah. on the party, on the trend, mm-hmm. on the mm-hmm. new music, on the new dance, on how to do the, you know, whatever is yeah. like the new thing that everybody's on and you feel this pressure to mm-hmm. be part of it. You don't want to be left out. But I feel like in your late thirties, you start to step more into this joy of missing out. But I feel like now that I'm 40, it's like consciously choosing what makes you happy and being very intentional about how mm-hmm. you spend your time. Mm-hmm. And I want to say that I've actually been exercising this at least from 38. Mm-hmm. And I want to say now by 40, I'm definitely fully into my mm-hmm. moments of just loving Jomo. Like, mm-hmm. first of all, at 40, we're able to disconnect from our phones or our computers or our laptops and not feel like the sky is falling. Correct. Or not feel like the world is going to be over when I get back because I've missed on so much. Like we are so okay with just putting your <laughs> phone down and having a real experience without right. connecting, especially to social media, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you can have your phone to take a video of what you and your kids and your husband are doing or take mm-hmm. some pictures, but not I got to post it right away. They have to see what I'm doing right away. Like right. that need is not there. And also I feel like there's more time to reflect just how are you spending your time? What do you want to do with the precious time that you have? Mm-hmm. Because at 40, you're also realizing, yo, the days are going faster. The mm-hmm. weeks are moving faster. Like you look up and your daughter's 14. You're like, wait, how? Yeah. I remember running out 
but you need me 24 7 and now you're like hey mom my friends and i are going to the mall wait what without me you don't need me to drop you off you need like it just reminds you that like time is moving so you have to be reflective of where you are, what are you mm-hmm. doing and what do you want to do? And especially mm-hmm. becoming more intentional. I've also become a lot more intentional when it comes to how I spend my time with my family, mm-hmm. not just my my nuclear family, mm-hmm. but my siblings and mm-hmm. their spouses and their children, my nieces and nephews. So I feel like we've become way more intentional in saying, hey, it's somebody's birthday. We mm-hmm. live in three different states. Who's flying in? Where are we going to meet? We don't want to miss these events anymore. And, you know, just it's like also being very intentional in being like, hey, let's plan a family vacation once a year. Hey, where are we going to meet for Thanksgiving? Or it's Tobaski, whose house are we going to be at? But like just being very intentional about those things. Another thing Mm -hmm. that I have to say about being 40 is being more mindful to be more present. Like, I used to dabble into, you know, meditating and finding my me time. Mm -hmm. But last year I made a promise to myself and I was like, the best way for me to honor my promise is to get up every day and do the thing that I said I'm going to do Mm -hmm. and also to see it through. Right. And I'm like, I need accountability partners. So I told my husband and my children, like every day, mommy's going to take an hour to go on the track and walk. Mm -hmm. And I have been doing that every single day. I might Mm -hmm. take a day off like, okay, on Saturday, I'm going to go to the spa instead, or I'm going to go for a massage, but just being very intentional and having people around me who are watching me do the thing I said I was going to do every day. And like, I have been consistent and it makes you feel proud of yourself. And it, mm-hmm. you, it becomes a habit, you know, and you're like, mm-hmm. even if you don't feel like it, your body's craving for it, you know, and also practicing saying no. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I am so okay with saying no to people, especially older African aunties and uncles and mom and dad and elders who feel like when they ask you something, you're dangle na rus to say mm-hmm. no. And mm-hmm. I'm so happy to be in a space where like I can say respectfully no. Yeah. I've just been saying no for a long time. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about Welcome you. Welcome to the club, Anna, because yeah, I was going to say ro- no, I'm just kind of rolls off my tongue. Amen, honey. That's right. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, you know what? It's rolling out of my tongue a lot more easier these days. Let's just put it that way. Like, I am all about just saying no, like to ridiculous asks that don't make sense mm-hmm. or to asks that put you in uncomfortable positions mm-hmm. or asks that are taking so much of your time mm-hmm. or asks that are, you know, don't serve your energy yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah mm-hmm. i totally Just, feel you i totally feel right you that. absolutely i always say that you know like i feel like let's just say 40 is the pivotal power age period mm-hmm. right it's just like when you think about 40s right now this is where it's it's time to pivot if you want to right because let's say you were doing your career like finding who you were you know, working hard in your 20s, you know, you'd want it to be, whether it's a VP, whether you want it to be a CEO or a doctor, whatever it was, like you have that. Once you hit that 40, right now, it's, it's, it's the time to build that legacy, 
What are you going to be known for? What are you leaving behind? What is that going to look like? And, you know, um, I think I, I spoke with Anna last week and I was telling her, you know, I was, I can't remember if it's you or my husband now because I can keep up with myself sometimes. But, um, you know, we're talking, my sister was here for a summer and she was telling me, you know, hey, I'm going to be retiring in the next nine Oh, it years. was me. It was you, right? Thank you. I'm not losing it. So, and then I was thinking, <laughs> holy cow, are you talking about retirement? You know, like, yeah, yeah, we need to start thinking about that, right? Yeah. So how is retirement going to look like? What do you plan to do? Mm-hmm. Um, like, what are your, you know, you and your spouse, what are the kids? Because, you know, I was thinking my son now is 18. Mm-hmm. Then I have two daughters, you know, they're 13 and 11. But, um, uh, you know, they are, my 13 year old is in grade nine, my 11 is in grade seven. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, they're almost out of here. Like, what am I going to do with myself? Like, you know, my husband's like, I'm going to retire at 55. I'm going to travel the world. And I'm thinking, okay, um, like, what am I going to do? Right. So this is the time now to start thinking about pivoting. Like, what is the next? What is the next thing? Because you have so much time at 40. You can still have children at 40. You can still Mm -hmm. fall in love and, Mm -hmm. you know, and have, you know, get married, have start a new life. Like, Mm -hmm. it's still like 40. It's still that that time, that cusp mm-hmm. that you feel like you can start a new chapter, you can move to another country and do something great, right? Um, so I think people always used to say, okay, 40 is like the end of the world, but no, 40, I feel like it's like right that age of pivoting. It's that power age of the time that you can look at pivoting to whatever it is, if it's the, the new career or moving into now asking you know, your boss or whoever in your company to say, okay, now this is what I feel like I deserve making the money that you always wanted, right? Mm -hmm. That, you know, whatever, you know, six figure income or more that you wanted. Um, So this is the time that you have to really think about what is the next thing for me? And what is, um, how is that going to look like, you know, mm-hmm. within your life? Because this is the next chapter. The first 40 is out. Now it's the next 40. Mm-hmm. How is that going to look like? Or you can, you know, cut it down into bite sizes and then do the 10 to 50 and then another 10 in your 60s and so on. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I joke with my husband. It's like, we're not on that age where we're sitting down and, count- and counting how many prescription pills you got to take. Like, <laughs> we're not at that age yet. Hey, you're t- you taking your four pills. Right. Three, right. Like we're still healthy, knock on wood. Like, you know, we're exercising, we're keeping up. And so this is it. And another thing that I wanted to highlight too, um, which Dr. Nafiya said is, how about this? Like best sex in 40s. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? Girl. <laughs> Listen, I didn't say it. Actually, re- 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 um, research said <laughs> this. Research said that, you know, some women, you know, tend to have an increase in their libido, you know, and so they've been having better sex earlier, like, like, like this time in their lives, you know, so, you know, it's just about quality, you know, romance also, you know, the, the older you're getting, like, if you're in your 40s, you know, um, you want not just you know, quantity romance, you want quality, you want time, Mm -hmm. you want attentiveness, attention, you know what I mean? 
So we're not just like, oh my gosh, you know, I want to be dating such, such and such, or, you know, take me here, take me there. You want it to be quality. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so I feel like in your forties, that's what you're getting. You're not just looking for, you know, abundance, but just, just, just the quality part of things, you know, not necessarily the quantity. Um, but yeah, girl, libido is high as hell. Go so, on. <laughs> so Anna, tell me, right? Because I feel like, you know, well, you just you just hit the 40, but you already know what you want. You're going to tell him, your husband, how mm-hmm. you want it, what you want. You're confident with your body. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter, right? So mm-hmm. that 40 gives you another. You're not worried about, you know, the boob hanging that side or like your hair <laughs> looking this way or, you know, bad breath in the morning. Like this is this is the 40s. Like you are confident into everything that you're doing. What do you think, Anna? I agree 100%. I feel like your younger years is all about performance. Mm -hmm. Like you are all about wowing the guy. You want to be the best at giving head. You want to be the best at riding that thing. You want to be the best at giving back (laughs) the back shots. You like, you're all about impressing him and performance. Like it's almost like a, it's a performance. You're just wanting to wow him and pull out tricks from under your sleeves and something, something he's never experienced from you before. And I feel like at 40, you don't care. It's not about impressing him. First of all, you're Mm -hmm. probably in a very committed relationship or you're in a relationship. If you're not married, you're Mm -hmm. with someone who you've been with for a while. You guys are familiar with each other and there's a sense of you're safe in that space. Mm -hmm. So when you're safe, it allows you to just be free it allows you to be liberated. And I feel like that's what it is at 40. Like your sex life just becomes more bomb. And also, can we talk about the fact that you don't need KY jelly after 40? What happened? <laughs> that wop just be whopping. You're like, wait. So I don't know what, maybe Dr. Nopi, you can explain. <laughs> she said the wop just be whopping. She I can't with you. Wop. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, like Dr. Nopi, what's happening with our hormones and what's going on with the with the balance down there? Because it's just like gushy, gushy, gushy. Like I remember <laughs> being younger, and you know, after a while, you're reaching over for the KY jelly, and it feel right. like the older you're getting, it's just very moist. <laughs> All right. Well, let me step in here for a second and just like health wise and talk about a few things. Um, so it's different for everybody. And I want our listeners to also not feel left out because not everybody who is in their forties, right. Is going to be in a secure relationship. So we're not saying that if you're 40, you have to have already been married or in a long-term relationship. There are sisters and friends and cousins who are not who are still single, and that's okay as well. Mm -hmm. But what we're saying is, as far as coming into your own when you're in your 40s, that's what we're trying to describe here. But we're not trying to leave out some of our listeners who may not be even uh, experiencing some of the things that the three of us are are describing. And as far as, um, you know, know, sex-wise or, you know, um, sexually, so there's a lot going on. And it's different for everybody. It's not the same. So once you hit like the 40s, there is a lot going on with like your hormones to begin with, right? Number one, um, your metabolism, though, is starting to slow down. So sometimes you Uh may see, let's talk about that. You'll see like you could eat a whole house and not gain (laughs) a pound. 
when you're in your 20s and 30s. In your 40s, though, um, a cup of soup, honey, and you already gain one pound. So your metabolism kind of drifts down a little bit once you hit your, your 40s. That's not like the end of the world, obviously. It just means that you have to be more mindful what you're eating and, you know, be a little bit more active than you normally would have to be just so that you don't gain that weight. Um, your estrogen, right, kind of tapers down a little bit too. Some people do experience a little bit of dryness, whereas others don't experience it right away. They experience it later in life. There is this thing called perimenopause. So perimenopause is not necessarily menopause. It's just, a, it means uh, the, the, the time period um, leading to menopause and around, af, right after menopause. So this period starts, for some people, 35. There are people who actually experience early menopause than you would need to or, 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 or than you are expected to. So you start, some people start feeling, you know, um, a little irritated, you know, uh, hot flashes. These are some of the symptoms uh, that you will see. These are some of the things that people will experience that are going or heading towards menopause. Your periods will get a little bit lighter and that's or, or, or irregular. Like you'll get it this month, not get it the next month, and then you'll get it a couple more months and it's much, much smaller or maybe lighter. But this is all because of hormonal changes, right? Your estrogen and all of that, you know, are, are kind of up and down, dipping up and down because it is getting ready to get to your body and your um, ovaries are now saying, okay, we have been going at, at this for quite a while. So they're getting ready to slow down in the way that they function and not produce as much eggs. You know what I mean? That's why they always say, um, once you hit 35, your risk of having um, a Down syndrome kid or something like that goes even way higher because your egg quality is going down a little bit. Not that it's like over with and done with because I don't want people to feel like, oh my gosh, my life is over. I'm not going to have kids. That's not true. I have friends who are having kids at 46. So, and then again, it's different for everybody, but Heart disease is also another one that you have to be mindful for, to, uh, you know, mindful uh, too. So when you are, um, while you're, you're, you're having your period, right, you're less likely to be suffering from a heart disease. And, you know, that is because estrogen, right? Women have estrogen. So estrogen actually is a protectant factor for women. It helps keeps our um, our our um, veins and, and and arteries, our ves vessels, dilated, right? Like much bigger, so blood flow all over the place. So whereas in men, they don't, they may not have the estrogen that we have, so their arteries are not going to be as dilated as ours. So they're more at a higher risk. So while we're menstruating as women, we have a lower risk of cardiovascular disease than men do simply because of the protective nature of estrogen. Now, once you go to your menopause area uh, um, years, then your estrogen is falling down or falling, dipping down, then that means that you're now getting to the same level risk factor wise as men, right? So that's something that's important for a lot of women to keep in mind and also realize that as you're getting older, um, you know, that puts you at a higher risk of cardiovascular events, you know, like heart attacks and, and, and stuff like that, heart disease. Um, 
breast cancer, right? These are all things that we don't really necessarily think about in our minds until we hit maybe 40 to get screened for breast cancer, cervical cancer, you know what I mean? Mammograms. I've already gotten my mammograms and, and I, I'm, I'm starting to get them every year. So that's something to think about once you turn 40. Um, colonoscopies, right? So between 45 and 50 is when you're supposed to have your colonoscopies. But I tell patients that it depends on your family history. So most, most of the time, we recommend to, to patients to get screened for colonoscopy around 50. But if you have a family history of cancer or colon cancer, where let's say your aunt had colon cancer at, at um, 52, so you would want to start screening 10 years younger. So at 42, you would want to get started, you know, you'd want to get started with screening. And uh, so it just varies for colon cancer, breast cancer, and cervical cancer. These are all times that you want to keep in mind to be very active at, at get, going to the doctor, getting, you know, this part of your health taking screenings taken care of. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to throw that in there that it's different for everybody as far as, you know, um, you know, staying moist down there because I don't want everybody to say, well, you know, Anna's saying that, you know, you get just, you know, you're just slipping and sliding down the street, or, you know, when you're in your forties, but I'm not, you know, so I want people to understand it's sometimes different for everybody, but, um, sexually you're more, uh, let's say experienced, you're more comfortable, you know, in yourself. So that's what we're saying that in your forties, exactly. you just feel so much of, you know, yourself, you're not trying to suck in your belly while you do your thing. Just let it all hang out. And that's, <laughs> you know, <laughs> true, true. And I exactly. have to say, I happen to be one of those women that has <laughs> experience and increased libido in my mm -hmm. 40s mm -hmm. and I also happen to be one of those women that has experienced extra whoppiness with the whop and you know so that's just my personal experience and I also feel like at 40 I've become way more comfortable with my sexuality I'm not there's no such thing as being shy I'm not scared to share any of my sexual fantasies with my husband mm -hmm. and I also think that comes with just feeling comfortable in my own skin feeling mm -hmm. comfortable and secure in my relationship in my marriage mm -hmm. and also I think if you've decided you no longer want to have children, you guys mm -hmm. have probably taken the proper steps for birth control. So mm -hmm. there's also freedom in that sense. And mm -hmm. you're, so therefore you're able to be more spontaneous mm -hmm. and that can be very exciting. And mm -hmm. also you find yourselves with a little bit more time and freedom, mm -hmm. especially if your kids are out of that stage of jumping into your bed or you don't have to change diapers or you're not dealing uh, with waking up at night to do bottles, things like that. If your kids are a little bit older, you have that time and freedom to really just get freaky. And regardless of the cause, just having a fulfilling sex life can be just one of the many things to look forward to as you get older. And I think mm -hmm. it's important that we highlight that as well. Mm -hmm. I absolutely agree. I agree with both. Um, another thing that I think, you know, stepping into your 40s, like I mentioned earlier with the pivoting time, is that, you know, we develop, at least I feel like in my 40s, I developed this habit, which I started in my 30s, but now it's like more secure, you know what you want. Mm -hmm. So you're trying to do this. One is really having that healthy body, a heart, because like you mentioned, um, Dr. Nafi, it's like, 
you know, heart disease, you mm-hmm. know, things that will start creeping up, they will creep up too. Like mm-hmm. you're developing that if mm-hmm. you don't have healthy habits or like habits that are really good, mm-hmm. then you start, you know, falling into like all the other things. Like I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, there's certain things, obviously they're genetic, you know, you can't change it. Um, can't, right. you, can't, you can't do anything about it. But in terms of like being physical, um, you know, uh, physically active to make sure that you um, at least get in some sort of an exercise, whether it's going to your walks, like Anna mentioned, or going to, you know, my uh, my activities in the morning, like early morning, I, I don't trade that for anybody. I feel like, you know, um, the because I work with two time zones, right? The Gambia mm-hmm. time zone and the US time zone. So I'm like, both of them are asleep. I can go get my physical activity mm-hmm. um, from Monday to Friday. Like there's no excuse unless there's a meeting that had to happen like that mm-hmm. early. And then I'll make it up in some sort of way just to make sure like I have this heart pumping in some mm-hmm. sort of way. It's not about losing weight. It's more of am I healthy? Like, do I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, I've done something today physical. So I feel like, you know, I'm healthy. And, and for me, that's more like it. Um, another thing too, it's like having, you know, a vi- you know, healthy vision as in like, where do you want to be? Like, what's your next, you know, you know, five, 10 years, wherever. Um, mm-hmm. and, and being confident in that to know that, okay, this is where it is now, because you can't just walk, you know, wake up every day and just keep walking around. Mm-hmm. Like you have to have, and you don't have to have money for this. Like all these things that we're sharing, it's mm-hmm. not about resources. Like anybody our listeners, anybody, whether you're in the Gambia, in the United States, or anywhere else, parts of the world, you can do these things on your own, whatever it is that you do to make yourself feel better. Um, having a healthy mind and soul, finding that inner peace. For me, like I found, again, I think I feel like really it started in my late 30s, but 40s is really secure. Mm-hmm. I just deal with peace 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 like if you're going to give me a headache mm-hmm. i cannot deal with you i don't answer your phone calls <laughs> i don't answer your text messages i am that virgo and i think it has something to do with the virgo where people are literally calling and i'm looking at the phone and i'm staring i'm giving my secrets out but really i'm looking at it and i'm like i'm not answering because you give you're gonna give me a headache mm-hmm. you, go, you know like you're just going to tell me something i don't want to hear and my inner peace mm-hmm. it's so important to me now um, you know, I have so much that I have to worry about in this world. So I cannot deal with the minutia of like nagging or friends mm-hmm. that are full of drama or, you know, like things like that. Right. You know, and I feel like too, if you like for friends, I think we covered that one time, one of the episodes when we talked about friendship, friendships that are there for me, I'm there for you. And mm-hmm. then that's, that's just how it is. Like, mm-hmm. remember and and that's just and I think your 40 is that security of really knowing who you are yeah. and stepping into that fabulosity and but really mindful of the other things like, you know, all these greatness where you're confident and all that. But really, when you think about health wise, these are the things is that pivoting time. If you don't do things right, mm-hmm. what is the next what how a 50 is going to look like? Right. You know what I mean? Like right. if you have arthritis in your family, watch out. If you have high blood pressure in your family, if you have mm-hmm. diabetes in your family, mm-hmm. like things like that. I've I've been having mammograms since in my twenties. So mm-hmm. that's nothing new for me. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, going for my PAPs, like I mm-hmm. go annually 
you know, so things like that, you have to make sure that you're very serious about it if you never took it, you know, to heart. If you're one of those that were lucky, but now it's the time to make sure you're going to your doctors, whether you live in the United States, in Europe, or anywhere yeah. else in the world, but even in Gambia, try to see if you can afford to go to a doctor to say, mm-hmm. hey, I want you to look at my privates, like look mm-hmm. at, see everything is okay. Don't wait till something, you know, is happening for you to go. Same mm-hmm. with your breast, like, you know, we did an episode on 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 uh, breast cancer and so on. Mm-hmm. I think one of the new ones actually yeah. was I think it was last year, October. Mm-hmm. Um, which, by the way, we're about to celebrate a year. I just yeah. Thought. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. you know, so things like that that we want to also be mindful of. That I just wanted to make sure that I know Dr. Nafi um, highlighted just for, to make sure that you guys are also thinking about it and right. you know taking it into consideration. Another thing that I want to bring up, um, our Mary, is because something you said just um, made me think about it. It's the fact that in most of our African communities, um, we have this common belief that financial literacy is for rich people, right? And I feel like by 40, we've busted that myth. Mm -hmm. We know that financial literacy is for everyone. Mm-hmm. So we have, and if you haven't, if you're 40 and you still feel like, oh, it's such a scary thing, finances, like it's not something that I want to touch. I grew up in a household where my mom did the finances or my dad did the finances. So in my marriage, my husband is doing it and I don't want anything to do with it. Or I have all this money and I'm sure by 40, if your career trajectory has kept on the way you expected it to, you've probably hit your sweet spot. You are now in your career in a space where not only are you making six figures, you pass that stage of being excited about six figures. You're like, how do Mm -hmm. I hit those eight figures? You're like, Mm -hmm. how do I go past being the director to starting my own something, right? Mm -hmm. And if you haven't, if you're still pushing and if you're still working to get to that level, good Mm -hmm. on you, keep at it. But I feel like we have to talk about the fact that at 40, most Mm -hmm. of us are now in the space where we already know that financial literacy is something we have to take serious Mm -hmm. if we want to take care of our older selves. Because now Mm -hmm. our older self is not as far away as when we were in our 20s. -hmm. I have a name for my older self, and her name is Anne. Anne (laughs) is my older self, and I'm making sure that I'm setting the uh, paving the way for Anne to have an amazing life mm-hmm. when I'm ready to be Anne. Right now I'm Anna and Anna is young, hot and living her best life. Mm-hmm. But when I'm going to switch into Anne and Anne will probably kick in at like 65. Mm-hmm. I also want Anne to be living her best life. So mm-hmm. like, what do we have to do? What are the steps? And some of the things you need to do as far as being financial literate, uh, being a financial um being financially sound is to Mm -hmm. start with the basics. Start with a budget. You have to learn how to make a budget. And I know sometimes it's scary because you're like, oh my God, Excel, what's that? It doesn't have to be on Excel. You can sit with yourself. You can sit with your spouse and see how much money is coming in, how much money is going out. Just keep track of that. That's Mm -hmm. a great space to start. You also want to have savings, right? Mm -hmm. Because you need to save money. Not only for a rainy day, a lot of people talk about you have to have an emergency fund. I like to call it an opportunity fund because emergency Mm -hmm. fund for me is like you're calling for the emergency into your life. You don't want that, but you want to have an opportunity fund. So if anything happens, it's unexpected, it's unplanned. 
you're able to cover yourself, your husband, mm-hmm. your children, your mom, your dad, that unexpected heart attack or stroke. We got to fly mom into the U.S. or, you know, we got to, you know, dad was doing some kind of move at the gym and hurt himself. And this is something unexpected. Always have money saved. And I know for us Africans, our mothers always tell us, save a little something for a rainy day. But we're past the stage of or you take money and mm-hmm. put it in your in your mm-hmm. bra or to have a little bit stashed under your under your mattress like mm-hmm. we are talking about having an actual account mm-hmm. in the bank that you don't touch because it's money that's just for opportunity mm-hmm. or an emergency because i know a lot of people call it the emergency fund mm-hmm. so save and then you have children do you have accounts for your children Mm-hmm. not just for education, but just for their life, just for their mm-hmm. future. Because we're also now in the day and age where not everyone is buying into the, you got to go to college, get your bachelor's, get your master's. Mm-hmm. Some kids just want to go right into being entrepreneurs, right out of high mm-hmm. school. Mm-hmm. Still have some money saved for your children. Each account, make sure it's in the name of that child. Make it a direct deposit. So it's nothing that your eyes even have to see. Like it doesn't come into your account. Then you've got to now move it to their account. No, just let it go right into their account. Same as the emergency Mm -hmm. fund. Let that money go right into the emergency fund account. Mm -hmm. So you don't even get to see it. It's going there. It's being stashed and it's growing. Mm -hmm. Also, we all know that savings alone won't make you rich. You have to invest. Invest. And understanding Mm -hmm. the basics of investing it could be scary some pe- for some people. They're like, I'm not a math person. I'm not an <laughs> economics person. You know, oh my God, those things. What is the NASDAQ? What do you mean stocks and bonds? What's cryptocurrency? It's okay. Download an app, figure it out slowly. Go on the Googles, put in the Googles and just read. Ask someone who you know is good with that stuff. Ask someone who you know is very enthusiastic about stocks and bonds and investments and they have all these financial apps and ask them just sit with them and ask questions and you'll figure out and learn how to get into investing but it's important that we talk to especially my women that are turning 40 or they're already in their 40s -hmm. you gotta make sure that you're taking the veil of fear from Mm -hmm. finances and just take it in and know that these are things you have to do so that yes. you can take care of your older self. And I want to make sure that Absolutely. Anne is also able to go to Bora Bora and have a great time. That's hey. right. And, and, for, <laughs> and just for, to piggyback on that, and for our listeners, especially for, for our listeners in the Gambia, I wanted to mm-hmm. say a Gambian woman, but it doesn't matter whether a man or a woman really is in your 40s, especially for women, I would say, really is try to think about it at your 40 investing in real estate, get a property, get something mm-hmm. that you own on, you know, if you've been saving little at a time because you might not have access to those cryptos and Bitcoins and all that, or it might be too much over your head, invest in real estate, get property, get land, get something. So something that you feel like you have an asset, mm-hmm. invest in assets. So instead of like buying all the tubes and, peace and all the other things that you have you know for the hair and weddings and all that try to see if you can you know invest in a small land doesn't matter mm-hmm. where it is whether it's in buses sifo you know mm-hmm. wherever that is and and uh, and get something that you feel like at the end you have so- something that you can leave uh, for your children or something even for yourself um mm-hmm. so think about that or even in your land if you can't like afford to 
to build it, you know, you can do slowly brick by brick or, you know, in the land, you can use it as, you know, as a means of agriculture. You can grow oranges, you can grow, you know, cassava, you can grow tomatoes, whatever, um, just ways that you can still have that entrepreneurial uh, mindset to make mm-hmm. some sort of additional income side hustle to add into the income that you're already getting. So I always give that advice, especially for the young women in the Gambia. I always tell them that. Try to see if you can get something on your own, get some collateral going for you. Mm-hmm. Well, ladies, this, these are all amazing advice, by the way. I think this is a good place to try to wrap it up with um, uh, 40 and Fabulous. What do you guys think? Absolutely. I think we've definitely hit a lot of the points that we wanted to make sure that we hit about being 40, what to expect, what you should at least think about, you know, like coming into yourself, you know, and I think we've shared a lot about our own, <laughs> our own journeys of being mm-hmm. 40. So yeah, I think it's a good time to wrap it up. I'll just say that one thing I've also learned about being 40 is learning to let go of some of that control. So Whereas, you know, when I was a little bit younger, I want to, you know, like I had gray hair early. I don't know why, but (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I need to color this gray. Mm -hmm. And no, like, I don't need to color the gray now. Like I'm okay with my gray. And that's just some of the control things. All right. Now hold up, hold up. Back it up, sister girl. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Let me come on in girl. Mm -mm. (laughs) Some of us are still not ready to be walking around in silver, in gray and silver. Let me just put it out there. If we go, when you wake you up, real, you real. Me, when you wake up and find a gray tube, you'll you'll get over yourself, <laughs> girl. Let me just say, some of us are not ready to give that up, and it is okay. You don't see. This is the thing because my sisters and I, we have this kind of conversation where I have sisters, older sisters who don't color their gray. They're okay the way that it is. And I have sisters who would like to cover, cover, cover the gray and they do color it. And it's okay. There's not one way to do it. There's not one way to get older, right? Some people, you know, embrace it, appreciate it. Other people are like, you know what? I, I like the way that I look right now without any gray hair. And I would like to keep that look for now until I feel like I want to be wearing gray. And that is okay as well. Honey, I am not trying to be sporting no gray hair right now. <laughs> Just being real, real, real here. But <laughs> Anna, go ahead, girl. More power to you, sister. Listen, I have decided I'm going to stop investing energy into things I cannot control. And this <laughs> right. gray hair that keeps popping up, I'm mm-hmm. like, do you, boo? Be gray. And <laughs> what I'm going to do instead is focus my attention and energy on my values and the things that give meaning and purpose to my life. Right. So that's just where I'm at with it. And that that will be my last words for 40 and fabulous. I pass it on to you, <laughs> all, Mary. My, um, well, aside from everything that I've shared, um, I'm not sure if I shared this, but if, it, if I did or if I forgot is please get rid of toxic people in your life at 40. Mm-hmm. It's like, you don't need this you know, um, Mm -hmm. emotional baggage, I feel like that it comes with, um, with with people that are just, even if it's family members, like try to see how you can really just back them out of the life and um, move on because you have so much to live for um, in your 40s. And you definitely don't need that negative energy. That's the only thing I don't know if I shared, but if not, Mm -hmm. that's what I wanted to kind of share my last thought. 
Right. And um, I'll just keep it really short, too, in that, like, we really did um, cover a lot of bases about what it means to be 40 for us. And um, and it's different for everybody. And that's what we would like the take uh, home message to be. There's not one way to get older. And it's not just a one um, direction fits all. Like Anna has a different approach. I do. And so does our Mary. And that is okay as well. And um, I feel like there are, you know, like I wanted to touch up on the negative connotations that we usually hear about 40, you know, turning 40 and that, you know, uh, if you're, you know, marriage wise in most cultures, 40 means that, you know, you're geriatric, you're old, you know, oh my gosh, if you're not married by 40, then there's something wrong with you. There is nothing wrong with you if you're 40 mm-hmm. and not married, you know, so we want a lot of our listeners, uh, you know, especially the women to, because that's where the pressure is. Most men at 40 are not getting pressured. Most women at 40 are the ones everybody's turning around looking at, like, what is wrong with you? Why are you not married? Why don't you have kids? We need to take the pressure off ourselves, okay? And it happens when it happens. For me, I say that I think what keeps me centered is that um, religiously and spirituality, I say, if it's meant for me, if it's written in my script, it will come to me. What's meant for you is going to come to you. You don't have mm-hmm. to struggle for it. You do your part and just let it go. Don't, don't, I, I don't dwell on it. And that's how I live my life. And the fact that, you know, the perception that at 40, you have passed your prime, that's just BS because age is a mindset. So you are as mm-hmm. old as you feel. And that's mm-hmm. where I'm going to leave it at girls. You know, another one more thing that I just forgot. I would say at 40, you smell bullshit from far ahead. Like, mm-hmm. you know, just like before you even open your mouth, you can just smell it. So, you know, know your instincts, follow your gut. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when you, know, when you turn your 40s, like you have that strong instinct, like don't bring that BS. So, yeah, that mm-hmm. was the last. Sorry. <laughs> All right. There you go, ladies. We hope you guys enjoy it. See you next time. Thank Bye. you.